0: Welcome to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on January 31st, 2016 on the basis of John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Do you think God still does signs today? You know, like miraculous things that will show you exactly what to do in life. Whom should I marry? You know, did you see some magic writing up in the clouds where god put the person's name should i stay with the job i have or should i look for a new one you know is god going to send the angel gabriel down to tell me god's message and show me what to do where should i go to college should i go to college at all is it just a feeling i'm gonna get If you've been on the earth for a while and have looked in the clouds for some writing, you know you're going to be looking for a long time, right? And you've probably learned through your experience how dangerous feelings can be. But if you've been around a while, maybe you've also seen some things happen that were just so amazing You say that had to be God doing something. When we bought the house that we live in when we moved to Verona, You know, we had to have a home inspection done and we got the report and at the bottom of the first page in the payment section, the inspector wrote a note, said paid in full by Jesus and a little smiley face. It's too good to be true, right? There's got to be some catch. So I called up the inspector and said, is this for real? We really don't owe you anything for the inspection? He said, No charge. The realtor told me you were a pastor and I'm a Christian, so I wanted to show my love to Jesus in this way. Was this the sign that we bought the right house? Well, it'd be nice if there were more of them like that, right? But when it comes to the greatest sign, God didn't write something in the clouds that will pass away. The greatest sign God put in his word, which will never pass away. And God didn't leave it to chance or feeling that Jesus is the Savior. He put it down in black and white. And God didn't just send one messenger at one time. God has sent thousands of messengers over thousands of years to proclaim the greatest sign of all. Jesus is the Savior don't look for anyone else jesus is the messiah he is the one and all of the signs point to jesus all signs point to jesus okay so here's the scenario when jesus performed this first miraculous sign he's at a wedding his mother is there and six of his disciples they'd been invited and it was rude to turn down a wedding invitation and the reception lasted a whole week-long party Good deal. Who would want to turn that down, right? Well, while they're at the wedding, something more rude than turning down an invitation happens. They ran out of wine. This was big, bad, no-no. Imagine if the cash bar went dry at a wedding reception today. Not good. So Jesus' mother comes up to him with a statement. They don't have any more wine. Now, what did Mary mean by this? We could probably have quite a discussion. You know, because it was just a simple statement. But was there kind of implied, Jesus, maybe you should do something about this? right? Like, you know, at home, when it's Monday night and that's the night the garbage is supposed to go out because the garbage man comes earlier on Tuesday morning than anybody wakes up. And so you're having supper on Monday night and you say, hey, remember, it's Monday night, just a statement, but there's a clear implication of action. Is that what Mary was saying? Well, maybe, but that'd be kind of strange because Jesus hadn't done any miracles. Why would she expect Jesus to do a miracle for something as seemingly insignificant as running out of wine at a wedding. And you know, Jesus didn't scold Mary harshly. When unbelievers came to Jesus and said, you better do a miracle, Jesus said, I'm not doing one. You're wicked and unbelieving. Jesus doesn't say that to Mary. But at the same time, if Mary's only making a statement, they're out of wine, with no implication for Jesus to do anything, then why does Jesus give her this polite, respectful, gentle and yet, firm rebuke. Why do you involve me, woman? My hour is not yet come. Jesus had to remind Mary I am God's son first, and your son second. Anything that I do is based on God's timing, not people's timing. My hour is not yet come. And any sign that happens will happen when God decides, not when you demand or even request. I think we can see ourselves in Mary, can't we? We believe in Jesus, and we love Jesus, and we trust his power to help us when we're in trouble. And so we go to Jesus right away. Maybe it's just a statement. Jesus, I'm sick. What do we really mean? Jesus, make me better today. Yesterday would have been better. Jesus, I'm tired. Everyone at work tells those jokes and says that stuff, and I'm just, why don't you just do something to those really bad people, and then they would know that you are God. Jesus, your world that you say you love has gotten so far away from you, and you don't seem to be doing anything about it. Jesus, do something. Jesus, perform a miracle. Jesus, anything. And our sinful hearts fail to listen to Jesus' words. My hour has not yet come. Do you know, several times Jesus said, my hour has not yet come, and you know when he was, what he was usually talking about? The hour for his suffering and death and resurrection. See, Jesus' whole life was based on God's time. When the time had fully come, God's time, he sent his son to our earth. And at just God's right time, he gave his son to be bruised for our iniquities, crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was on Jesus. That happened at God's right time, that Jesus went to the cross and took our sins away. And it was at just God's right time that he raised his son from the dead and gave us the greatest sign of all, the empty tomb. The empty tomb that clearly shines a bright neon light on Jesus. He's the Savior, your sins are forgiven. You are holy and perfect in the eyes of God. Those signs point to Jesus because all of the signs point to Jesus. You see Mary's changed attitude then? After that gentle rebuke from her Savior and the reminder, my hour is not yet come. Now Mary says, do whatever he tells you. Right? She goes over to the servants, do whatever Jesus says. And I pray that would be our attitude when we pray. Jesus, I will do whatever you tell me. And Jesus, if it's your hour to rescue me from illness when I take my full and perfect rest in heaven, and if I'm sick all the way up until then, Jesus, I will do whatever you tell me. And Jesus, maybe you're letting the world get so wicked so that my light can shine more clearly when I stand up for your word. And that maybe me standing out will win a heart or two or five over to you. But Jesus, I will do what you tell me. Jesus, I will trust your timing because I know you are the Savior. I know that you love me, and all of the signs point to you. Okay, so the timing is right for Jesus. The attitudes are lined up with Jesus' attitude. Then and only then does Jesus do the sign. And we just read it. You've probably heard about it before. He turned water into wine. Okay, no big deal. No. Did you notice the details that point to something truly miraculous? Okay? It wasn't that word simply got around, that they're out of wine, and, you know, people started pulling out their travel mugs or reaching to their backpacks, and, oh, now there was wine. No. Look at the details. The details point to the sign of Jesus. This wasn't just a little wine. There were six stone jars, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Have you seen a 50-gallon drum? Now imagine three of them, all filled to the top. And they have the very best wine instantly. No fermenting, no aging in oak barrels. Immediately, water turned into the very best wine. Truly a miracle. Something only Jesus could do. The signs point to Jesus. And why did he do this? We could list a lot of secondary reasons. Well, it was a way to save this couple's social embarrassment. It was a way to give them a generous wedding present. Wine is used in the Bible as a picture of abundance and joy. And sometimes even pictures the feast in heaven that we will enjoy for free for all eternity. But the Bible here points us to something different, something even higher. Jesus displayed his glory. Jesus pulled back the veil a little bit and let his disciples see who he truly was so they could connect the dots. If Jesus does miracles and only God can do miracles, then Jesus is God. And if the Old Testament promised that God's Messiah would perform signs and miracles and wonders, and this Jesus performed signs and miracles and wonders, then he must be the promised Messiah. I know the disciples take a lot of garbage in the Bible for their arguments about who is the greatest, for not understanding Jesus' mission, and, but they got it. They connected the dots. They put their faith in Him. They believed in Jesus when they saw this sign and this display of His glory. And did you catch for whom Jesus performed this sign? His disciples were ordinary, regular fishermen. It was the lowest of the least of the servants who saw the sign, because they knew it was water. Even the chief servant didn't know. Jesus performed this sign... In Cana of Galilee, Galilee was the kind of backwoods hick place. Cana was a small, insignificant little village. Jesus didn't perform his sign in Jerusalem, in Judea, where the religious and political and socially powerful were. He performed the sign for some servants, a few fishermen, nameless newlyweds. But for those people, the sign was very clear to point at Jesus. And I think this helps us see the relationship between faith in Jesus and the signs that Jesus performs. Because it's easy for us to think, if Jesus would just do a sign, then everyone would believe, right? strike a few bad people with lightning, make all the good Christians rich and happy and healthy, then everyone would know and everyone would believe. Well, you know what? Jesus did a whole bunch of miracles while he was on the earth, and he had more people who didn't believe in him than did. The sequence is not first sign, then faith. The sequence is first faith, then faith can see the sign and then that sign works even greater faith. The guys who saw this, these six, they were already Jesus' disciples, already following him, already believing in him. They didn't change from unbelief to belief when the water changed into wine. This sign confirmed the faith they already had, and it strengthened the faith to see. All the signs point to Jesus. Thank God that he's planted that faith in your heart through his word so that you can see the signs and that faith can see that all signs point to Jesus. Amen. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.